Yes, yes. Good evening, and thank you again for joining Motivate to Elevate for another conversation on my weekly podcast. Every Sunday evening, a new episode is uploaded for your listening pleasure. Please make sure you are sharing the link with friends, family, and colleagues. If you think it, we speak it. You can definitely show your support at Motivate2Elevate79 at gmail.com on your Venmo or Zelle app if it's in your heart. Now, last week was about what is love. It was a great topic, and I took a risk to speak on a topic like this because, you know, it's kind of controversial, and people have a lot of different opinions about it, but the reviews were very positive. Nevertheless, this week we are switching gears, and we are speaking on a topic that resonates and sits with me deeply, being a black man in America. I'm going to say that again for my listening audience, being a black man here in America. I know we have people that specialize in different career paths and studies, but my guest tonight, tonight, we specialize in being black in America, and I've come with 41 years of experience. Now, I love this topic because it is so uncomfortable, but in order to grow, we must get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, a civil rights activist, her name was Alicia, her name is Alicia Garza, in 2015 said, and I quote, the fight is not just being able to keep breathing. The fight is actually to be able to walk down the street with your head held high and feel like I belong here, or I deserve to be here, or I just have a right to have a level of dignity. Now, people often confuse equality with equity. And by definition, equity is the quality of being fair or impartial. And equality is simply the state of being equal. So to kind of break that down in layman terms, equity is, equity is like everyone not getting the same amount, but the exact amount you need. So for example, let me see. Um, if that soda costs $2 and you have $1, and the other person has a dollar fifty, then we both don't need the same amount of money to get that soda. So for the most part, individuals are not looking for hand me outs, but just to be treated fairly and with dignity. Now, is that too much to ask for? Now, before I start preaching, because you know, for those that know me, I can definitely start preaching, but let me introduce my guest for the evening. I have known this young man for about 14 years now, as we have worked together and out of a out of it, um, a friendship has grown. I invited him to be part of the show so we can have an open dialogue about what it is to be black in America. I would like to welcome Jason Biggs to the podcast this evening. Jay, can you please tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yes, thank you, my brother. Um, like you said, uh, known each other for about 14 years. I um, born and raised pretty much in, in New York City, the Bronx. Um, I'm a barber by trade. It's, my passion is what I love to do, so I cut hair. Mm. And I'm also uh, a husband um, to my wife and a father to my 18-month-old son right now. And uh, just the trials and tribulations of being a new dad um, are going on. And that's that's pretty much me. 
No, no, thank you, definitely. Thank you, appreciate you, and thanks for sharing. It's funny, you said 18 months, and you know, my son mm -hmm. is 18 years old. So right, right, right. You, you, got, you got some time to catch up, you know, you got- you I got, got a little years. time. You, yeah. you got a little yeah. time, but man, that time goes by so fast. For sure, now, for sure. Now, I'm definitely going, I'm just going to jump straight into the weeds with this one. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, being Black in America, what does being Black in America look and feel like to you? Mm, uh, it feels strong. To me, it feels um, hmm, it feels aggressive. It mm -hmm. feels uh, emotional. It feels sensitive. Mm -hmm. It feels on guard. It feels laid back. There's so many depths to, you know, being black, especially when you add the America part, because that's its own specific thing. Because um, mm -hmm. there's many variations of being black, but. It's, it's, it's really knowing your purpose, having a lot of, uh, knowing there's a lot of challenges that lie ahead for you, mm -hmm. but still having that strength of being able to dive deep into finding yourself and also navigating through the sort of challenges that America to, to, to young black, especially young black men. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's, it's a lot. It's, it's running the whole gambit of, uh, of emotions, I would say. No, 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 you're right. And I, I feel everything you just said, and it's right on point. It's crazy to think, right? But I sometimes get that feeling that you have to walk with a higher standard and yes. like more pressure to fit in certain circles, you know? And yes. that's a heavy burden to walk around with. And many of us do that. You know, we we feel in certain arenas, we have to speak a certain way. We There are certain things that we can't say where other people right. are more privy to say without right. having the fear of... Uh, backlash or being right. judged and that's a burden that we do we put on ourselves but it's not something that we willingly want to walk around with it was something right. that was kind of thrust upon us and that's a heavy burden to walk around with um my, i guess my next question for you is have you ever had a time when you felt judged uncomfortable or disrespected in a certain environment because of your color and if so how did you deal with it mm. um I would say yes, because, well, although I was born and raised, born and pretty much raised in the Bronx, I did grow to go to like my middle, my middle and teenage years. I was, I was grew up in Westchester. I was raised in Westchester County. So it was a lot of culture shock when I first moved up there. I had to sort of get used to what was going on. I was used to living in the Bronx around all black and brown people, let's mm -hmm. say. Um, then you go to a different culture and you start trying to, you know, I guess fit in would be the word. You're trying to find mm -hmm. where your comfortable spot is. So I think just being odd person out sometimes is its own uh, situation. Mm -hmm. Just being the the only black per the only black boy in a in a, in, a, in a sea of non black black mm -hmm. boys. I think that mm -hmm. that's its own situation and feeling like, you know, uh, am I? I don't want to say worthy, but am I like? Do mm -hmm. I fit in here? Like, mm -hmm. is my purpose here? Do I fit in here? Am I worthy of being here? Do, do, are, are they looking at me funny? Am yeah. I being judged? Mm -hmm. And I think that was the first time I really had a, 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 a idea, a self-reflection of how others were thinking of me or how they might be thinking of me at a at an early age. So that would be mm -hmm. my idea of being just uncomfortable in a situation, even though there wasn't anything specific that might have happened. Just knowing mm -hmm. that I was the different one, that's that would be uncomfortability. You you know, it when you say that it brings me to a conversation I had with a former um 
supervisor of mine, but also now who I call a very dear friend. Her name is Amy. And she, I used to, you know, we used to have these candid conversations and she used to be very honest with me and say, Shamar, you know what? Because I used to say, you know, sometimes I feel uncomfortable sitting in certain ta tables. And she said, you belong at every table. You know, you know mm. what you bring. You bring value. You bring, you bring a message. You bring passion to the work. So don't you ever doubt yourself and feel that you don't belong at that table. And Because that's there's a seat waiting for you. And she said, if right. it's not, pull it up to the table. So that always stuck with me. And it's crazy because when you're speaking right now, it's unfortunate when I can sit and say that I'm not surprised because right. we always hear these stories and you become numb at some point. And that's, an, and that's an issue. I remember when I got pulled over last year and it was about 25, 30 degrees outside. And as the officer approached my car, I already had my windows down, wallet on right. the dashboard, hands on the right. steering wheel, interior right. light on, and I dialed a friend. Right. Now, that speaks to a huge societal issue. And I think sure. the only way to resolve it is to have people willing to listen and enact change. You know, right. and I think the problem often is that the people sitting at the table are the wrong people, you know, because I agree. the people that need to address the issues and challenges, they're not at the table because they don't want to have that conversation. And we get so lost in saying, oh, you know, you, you know, you don't want to offend anyone, but you don't know if you don't offend anyone if you don't sit at the table. And it's right. okay as long as you're doing with good intentions and oftentimes right. it gets lost. And how can we change? You know, racism is nothing new to this country. And, right. you know, it, we, it, it's been evident in our past several years where we've seen and even in our current time where people are feel emboldened to say whatever they want to say um, and not worry about any repercussions from that. Now, I know this topic can go on for hours, but let me ask you this, uh, Jay. As a father and a black man, what advice or suggestions could you give to um, our youth or young men struggling with finding their level of comfortability and potentially dealing with a toxic encounter or situation? I know that was a lot. Mm, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was deep. But, yeah. <laughs> but let, let, let me try to break it down into pieces. So, I, as far as being comfortable, see, see, here's the here's the dilemma when you're when you when when you're black in in America, to, at least to me, mm -hmm. you have like a you have two sets, right? So when you're trying to be comfortable, just as a human, just mm. as a person, you're just trying to figure it out as an adolescent, you know, because everybody, whether you're black, white, whatever, everybody's mm -hmm. a, a kid. You grow. You learn, you see things, it shapes your, it forms your mind, it mm -hmm. shapes your opinions. You're trying to like figure out how, where do you fit in, in the world, just naturally in the world is how you fit in. So you got that dilemma. Then you get a whole second set of dilemmas that are specific to your race. That's the thing that comes in later that's sort of harder to, to uh, 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 navigate. So what I would say is as a black person, first you need to focus on you, like making mm. you a whole person. You have to make sure you're as 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 complete, a hundred percent, fully baked <laughs> to yep. the core. You got to make sure you're full and make sure your cup is full to be able to deal with that second set of uh, sort of uh, a stigma that you're gonna have, which is America's race issues, uh, uh, whatever the case may be. Being black in America, that's a separate mm -hmm. um, um, set. So. What I would say to that is, number one, I think we need to have where just aware of what's going on, mm -hmm. whether it's socially, mm -hmm. financially, economically, uh, 
just mm-hmm. aware. I think and maybe that's unfortunate, but it's just the position that 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 we're in. And I look at it as a positive. It's forcing mm-hmm. me to sort of know about a lot of different things. Um, so accountability would be number one, mm-hmm. and then number two, I think as far as for a, a father to 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 a to a child or what what I would teach my son is to know obviously his history. And mm-hmm. to know like the background because you can't know where you're going if you don't know where you, know you came, where you came from. from. As mm-hmm. as cliche as that it is, as yeah, that it's, sound, true. it's true. true. That is true. That is a hundred percent fact. So I would do some research, and I would make sure that my kid knows as much of a foundation um, of who he is, and not just the the one that's taught in school. You definitely got to go past the supplemental uh, regular uh, education and really learn. That's what my parents did to me. They taught me about a lot of things that were not taught in school. Mm-hmm. And sort of gave me that foundation to be comfortable with who I am, knowing that I was going to face a bunch of other problems that were going on. So because I was well-rounded and I was able to to have a solid uh, foundation when I was growing up, I think it helped me later in life when I had to deal with things like encounters with the police or, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, what, you know, sometimes, and, and I find myself even... Uh, like going ahead of myself, like if, if I'm walking, let's say I'm, I'm, it's dark and I'm walking down the street and I'm behind a person, mm-hmm. I'll sometimes go out of my way to like not be right behind them so they don't mm-hmm. think I'm trying to do something. You know what I'm Which Isn't that crazy, mind, right? Crazy. Yeah, it's that crazy mindset, because, right? <laughs> right. It's crazy because I have to think for other people, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate, but... I almost do it naturally at this point. It's yeah. come like, let me not walk behind this lady because yeah. you want them to be comfortable. Yeah, you want them to be comfortable. Be comfortable. Yeah. Right. But you're uncomfortable. I you to be com- but I'm uncomfortable in it, <laughs> yeah. right? And I'm sort of sacrificing my comfortability for this person being uncomfortable, and that's that's almost in itself the the black man's like or the black person's dilemma in America. We're yeah. sacrificing our comfort for other people, and that's mm-hmm. the that's that's a tough pill to swallow sometimes. And that could be traumatic too, though, you know. Yes. And like I said, sometimes you do it innately without even thinking. You guys, well, Absolutely. here comes somebody. Let me let me move over, you know, Absolutely. because I don't want anybody to say this is happening, you know. And and, right. and it's, it's, right. it's unfortunate truth that so many of us live with. And you know, at the end of the at the end of the day, if we could just be willing to understand each other, you know, you don't have to live in my shoes, right, to know my story. Right. You know, it's just the ability to want to have a conversation, to to just listen, you know, and without judging. And and it's okay to not know things, but we right. fear um, we fear the unknown, you know, because at the end of the day, we all bleed red, you know, yep. and that's something that's important. Um, that was some really great stuff, you know, and thank you for sharing that. Someone told me once before that whatever lane I am in is my lane. Because people often say, you know, mm. stay in your lane, you know. And mm. I took those words of wisdom and it rides me every day. And I, I want to say, I want to give a shout out to Yacosta Jimenez. I think she's the one that, that that said that to me about, you know, when people say stay in your lane, this is my lane. This is the lane I'm going to stay in, mm. you know. Um, but anyway, before we close out, I'm all about promoting the work that we all do. So can you tell the listening audience how they can find you? Uh, yes, thank you so much. Uh, like I said earlier, I am a barber, a hair specialist. Um, I work in Midtown in Nordstrom uh, department store. 
So anybody looking for a haircut, you can definitely come down to Midtown Manhattan, 58th Street and Broadway, and uh, come check me out. And I'm also, if you need to see my work, I'm on Instagram at GrayArea81. Um, and I think Facebook is my name, Jason Biggs. So you can see all my work there and just some of my thoughts. Can you spell that gray area? Because you know we have a dilemma with G R A Y G R E Y. Just want to make sure, uh, you know. <laughs> yes, actually, let me make sure because uh, I don't even remember okay. how. <laughs> okay. I think it is G R E Y. G R E. Yeah, yeah. E Y. G R E Y. Which, which I don't even know. I don't know which way is the right way to spell it. That's how I spell. That'd be a whole other podcast. G R E Y. Yes, yes. Area eighty-one. That's where all my stuff is. Please feel free to. I appreciate it. Great stuff, brother. And once again, thanks for jumping on for a few minutes to have a real dialogue. And it's a conversation that could go on forever. Um, but and let, let me end by saying, when people try and hold you back, don't let you through certain doors, when they try to hold you back from going through certain doors, or walk past you. Remember your worth and that your elevation one day will launch you to heights you could have never imagined. Be proud of who you are Stand in your truth and be the best version of you. Once again, I appreciate you because you could be anywhere else, but you took out a few minutes to show your support with Motivate to Elevate as my goal is to spread information, dialogue, and some peace in your life to start your week. Please share with your circle and loved ones. Next week, our topic is about raising a boy to a man. Remember, I am here for you. Have a great week, and please do not forget Let's motivate to elevate.